0: There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com grandhighlander. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks, presented by the U.S. Marine Corps. Bucky, we've got uh, we've got a couple interviews we're going to roll on today's show. We've got some other topics to tackle. We're going to kind of finish up going through your top five list that, uh, that you rolled out this week, Buck. But uh, how are you
1: doing, man? Man, I'm doing okay. I'm looking at this list, and the list that we printed out is the incorrect list.
2: Uh-oh, wrong list. We'll get the right list, Buck. Don't worry about that. Yeah, we we'll get take, the wrong we'll, list. Though. We'll take care of that. Yep. Um, before we get to uh, your top fives, we're going to actually – Roll some interviews we've done here with two LSU studs. You got Jamal Adams, a safety, who's one of our favorite players. Gosh, Buck, I have him as the second second-rated player in the entire draft. And then my 17th overall player, Tredavious White, a corner. Um, got a chance to you got a chance to visit with him. So we're gonna roll both those interviews. So two good secondary players will roll through on this episode. We've had some big pro days that have come down. Miles Garrett's pro day was today, Bucky. Um, I call it a proof of life pro day.
1: <laughs> proof of life. You just need to show up. Just show up and show that you're shake, breathing. Shake hands.
2: Yeah. I don't even need to go there. You might get some germs or something. I, I think I just show up and see.
1: I'm, I'm kind of surprised that he decided to do another 40. I was like, for what? Why? Yeah. For who? For what? Uh, yeah. I mean, 4'6". Yeah. Four, I guess he ran four six one today.
2: Yeah. My buddy there was said four six zero four six five was plenty fast
1: enough. Plenty, pl- plenty fast enough. He's super athletic. We already knew all those things. I'm I'm kind of surprised that he put himself out there. I'm surprised his agent even it was okay with, was okay with that. Right. Yeah. and Then um, I guess I saw the report. He's gonna work out for privately for three teams. And once again, I asked why. I need to work out for one team.
2: Why? Well, I, I guess you could trade. I mean, technically, I don't even know trade. if I'm
1: working out for them because.
2: Yeah. It, 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 even so, like it's like if you. You don't need to see me work out in order to trade up for me. I've done enough. You've seen I've, it. You've
1: seen it all. I've yeah. I've checked all the boxes. The characters good. The film is is solid. The the athleticism is all there. Like I don't know what else you're gonna get uh from a workout. Alright, I wanna I'm gonna hit you with um let
2: me try to see the way, best way I can phrase this. I want you to come with an answer. Let's play a little game here. Uh let's play it's called surprised, okay. Mm-hmm. Or we go shocked. Uh, Let's go – okay, here we go. Sure. So, like, you agree with it. Like, you can Mm -hmm. see this happening. Surprised, eh, kind of surprising, or you'd be shocked. Okay. Okay, you ready?
1: All right, sure, surprised. All right, here's
2: the first one. If in the draft the first quarterback off the board is Pat Mahomes, are you – you say, sure, okay, surprised
1: or shocked? I'd be more surprised. So you're not going to go shocked? I mean, shocked from a personal standpoint in terms (laughs) of how I would do it. But the more I talk to people, because I called three people to talk – about Pat Mahomes because I'm trying to really figure out is this a media creation when we talk about him being a first-round pick and maybe the way the buzz is is kind of building around him or is this some um, internally and and when I talk to scouts I got the craziest quotes uh, man this guy is like a transcendent star he has like the biggest upside of anybody in the draft I see a little Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, uh, maybe Matt Stafford, Jay Cutler. And I'm just like, geez. Yeah, put it and I see, And I see all of those things. And I, I see all the – like the talent is unbelievable. It just pops off the scene and you just don't normally see these kind of guys. But he was like, I don't know how you harness it. I don't know if you can harness it. Um, how long does it take to teach this guy to play that way? Will he change? Will he adapt? Um, it's almost a thing where you love the upside, you love the potential, but can you really get it out of him? And the scouts that I've talked to are like, "Man, I love it, but I don't know what to do with it." Yeah. How do you win games the way that he plays? Sandlot. There's not a lot of examples. When I mean, you go back to Brett Favre, I mean, it's hard. And so what we what we talked about, what would be necessary for him to be able to do it, he would almost need an old school coach to be able to coach some of that. We kind of called him a coach it un- out of him. A little bit. Uh, he's an unbridled. Racehorse, mm-hmm. like you just kind of have to saddle them up and try and break them in. Never had a saddle on. Them, yeah, but. and and so with Brett Favre having been there with Coach Hunt, man, every day, Coach Mike was on him like every day about his footwork and stuff. And then things would happen in the game, and he'd be like, "No, no, 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 mm, good play." Yeah, just yeah. Well,
3: Seattle like- needs a, a backup now, and they do some breakout stuff with Wilson. What do you get uh, there?
2: He's not going to go. He's there. not going. to no, he, no. he, he might he, be. He might be long gonna, gone. Yeah, he'll, he'll I'm going to say just based based he, may off,
1: gone, he may be gone before you get to the 20s.
2: Yeah, based on Woo. what I'm hearing, he's going in the first round. You can take that to the bank. That's just based off it, of what I'm hearing lately. Oh, that's not I even. I know.
3: I know. No. Casterly said on Path. I believe the other Path day, is you
2: guys. Charlie has been Uncle Charlie has been on this one for a while. He's yeah. been on. He's been on the Mahomes he, train. Right, and I'm just telling you, just from people that I've talked to in the last 24, 48 hours, a handful of people have said. Dude, he is gone. Book it. Oh yeah. Oh. I think Bucky's got him number four
3: on the top. The I course. have him
1: I have him number four and I have him number four partially due to so much of what I heard. Not necessarily from person. I just think you have a tough time building an offense around a player that is so Sandlot um in his game. So 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 playgroundy in terms of the way he just is on the playground, running around, going left, throwing it up. Um at his best he could be Matthew Stafford, but the thing about it we talked about when I talked to the guy who brought up the Matthew Stafford comparison, he said the difference was Matthew Stafford played in a pro-style offense at Georgia. Like yeah. you saw him within the confines of an offense that you would see in the, in the pros, whereas Mahomes was playing in the air raid. And they say that they didn't feel like their coaches at Texas Tech kind of held him accountable. He just kind of did I'm telling his you, man, own deal. I,
2: every game I watched, the best plays he made had nothing to do with the play call. And it was he, all he, outside the play did, I did Matt Stafford. I Man, I went there. I watched him play at LSU. I went. I went and did the full workup on him. I saw him play within the structure a lot more than Pat Mahomes plays within the structure. I mean, Texas this guy Jackson.
1: doesn't play within the structure at all. It, uh, it's it's all just. It almost reminds me of we're we're having the Thanksgiving day tag. Oh flag yeah, yeah, football turkey game. bowl, little turkey bowl. All time, since I'm all time quarterback, you hike it to me, and I'm just kind of back there just patting and dancing around with a little, no, 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 with, no. With, with your little nephew. Yeah, nephew's <laughs> rushing actually, you, just, just swiping at him. him. Yeah. Who like throws, that's that's
3: how he throws. Who, th- who throws better off platform, Stafford or or Mahomes? Well, look, you can
2: find home. You can find Mahomes, you know, throws that look a lot like Matt Stafford. But I mean, I've seen Matt Stafford Matt, do it consistently, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, um, in the pros. <laughs> and Matt Stafford has cut down big time, especially on on the knucklehead throws. I mean, that's something he's really improved on. All right, Bucky, let's keep this game going here. Sure, surprised, shocked. Okay, next one. Somebody mentioned this possibility the other day. Ruben Foster is the third linebacker to go. Hassan Reddick goes ahead of him and Jared Davis goes ahead of him. Or would you be you say sure you get with that? Surprised or shocked?
1: Mm. I would be shocked. Okay, you're going because straight to shocked. I'd be shocked because he's such a good player. But then a part of me is like, I don't know if I'd be surprised because he plays inside linebacker. And normally the guys that go early at inside linebacker Also, great testers, and I don't know what his numbers were because again, it didn't work out. 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 So, he's he's timed though in the spring.
2: So, the the one thing about him is that he ran in the spring. I have it here. Um, let's see, Ruben Foster in the spring when he was like 240 pounds, he ran 464 verified with scouts. That's good, like so, but like, so he's down to 229. I bet he's a 45
1: guy. So, Patrick Willis. Luke Kuechly, those guys that have been
2: – Mosley
0: there.
1: went pretty high. Mosley went 17-ish. Yeah. Like that's the difference. I'm thinking – because I'm thinking Jared Davis because he plays I'm thinking like Pat blocks. Willis and those yeah. guys. Those, those guys like um, Hassan Reddick and Davis, I think they're going into teens. Yeah. I think he, I think it's a it's a possibility. I would still be shocked though because I believe Ruben Foster is the guy that you want in the middle of your defense, just the way he plays.
2: Sully's got an itchy trigger finger back there today. Yeah. What do you got, Sully? Golly, man!
3: Oh, no itchy trigger what finger. You got I just got, I, just got a, I got a sure surprised, shocked kind of. Okay, thing. give it to okay. me. Okay, uh, guy that y'all been talking a lot uh, about lately that I've been hearing is Deonta Foreman goes in the first round. No,
2: no, no. Is there something beyond shocked? No. So no. Only three categories. No, uh, no, he ain't oh, I, I over. No. I mean, I can't see. Ration. Shocked would be an understatement. Yeah. I mean, they don't make an emoji with okay, that. well, give
3: me give me some credit here. Top of the second. Well, I mean, Dad,
1: because he's big and fast. You'd be in the eye of the know.
2: beholder, but I still think you probably. I would say his high high watermark would maybe be middle of the second round, mm-hmm. maybe. Still, I don't know. God,
1: two forty four four. That's it's pretty nice. Yeah, we have to have more than that, though. Yeah, that's true. You have, to have more than that, and here's yeah. the other thing that I would say: When has the Big Twelve defense ever stopped anybody? Uh, so the fact when people throw his numbers out like, I'm like We're they don't play the defense 80s. in the Big 12. Period. At all. So his numbers I get but Inflated he's big, he's league. fast. He's a downhill runner. He has some vision, but man, I don't see him as a first round talent.
3: One of the plays that I've seen over and over again is against that Texas Tech defense and we all know what Fortnette That's did. an oxymoron. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Um
2: all right, Buck. Nice work back there, Sully. Now, will no, no, simmer down back there. At, <laughs> down. Give us a couple minutes. All right. All right. Let's go to the next one here, Buck. Um, Dalvin Cook, if he fell out of the first round. I would be
1: surprised. He wouldn't be shocked. I'd be surprised. Man, I might be shocked. Like, for so long we talked about this dude possibly being the best back. He's a big-time talent. In the, in the draft. And I know there's some off-the-field things. And I think the issue, now, because the off-the-field things, until they're kind of like out there for public consumption. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how big is how big is the character thing? How, yeah. How, how bad is it? Mm-hmm. And so you know, like we're coming up on those. Probably they start getting the re- security reports in a week or two. Like when you're in those meetings, I don't know how you did them in Baltimore, but in Carolina, oh
2: that stuff. The next meetings, they all comes th- out. You two two go, weeks. Oh, you're
1: two, two weeks before, then we had Gene. Gene was the security guy, and Gene would start reading the reports, and you look at the draft we're like, "Hey, where? Oh, he where, Where's my guy? Yeah.
2: No, the worst part is because what happens for those <laughs> listeners know how this works, these teams, it's like they have, a lot of them are former police officers or work for the FBI. Each of these teams have their own guy in charge of security. And so they have these ways of doing all of these, I mean, detailed background checks. They know everything. So we, as scouts, we're not private investigators. We get what we can get from our sources. But then you go into that meeting and there's nothing worse. Like, man, you, you sat through the round of meetings. No, this I'm telling you guys, this is the kind of kid you want on your team. <laughs> and, then the, uh, and then the security guy goes, you know, the report comes out, and the and the guy at the head of the table looks at you, goes, "Really? Indecent exposure three times? <laughs> really? Dang it! I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know. Should've got that information? Yeah. Uh, you know, like that. That's what happens in these meetings, and you'll see these guys get knocked down a peg.
1: You see them get knocked down a lot, or sometimes they're even removed for the craziest stories that you hear about and a lot of it took place when these guys were in high school because the college coaches didn't even know about this no so you and, and sometimes you can't dig and get anyone to actually tell you the story so sometimes as an, a scout you feel naked when it comes to bringing that information up all right here's one for you
2: um Dory jackson goes in the top 20 would you be sure surprised or shocked
1: I'll be shocked if he's a top 20 player. Okay. you sh- I'm getting him.
2: some good shocked here. I'm, I mean,
1: I, I love the player. I love what he brings. Man, you draft him 20, what you're saying is he's a number one corner and the return skills are bonus. Bottom of the first round, more like, okay, he, he may start first or whatever, but when you're a top 20 pick, man, you have to get on the field right away. And I just don't know if I can put him on the field right away outside the corner.
2: He's ready. All right, I'm looking at your top five list here, Bucky, because we tease this. We've got to pay this off a little bit here. Defensive tackle-wise, man, this is it's funny when you look at it. Defensive end, you've got Miles Garrett, Solomon Thomas, Derek Barnett, Jonathan Allen, Charles Harris. I can get with all those guys. This defensive tackle list, you know, it's kind of an underreported area in this draft. It's not a great year for defensive tackles. You've got Malik McDowell, who's up and down. Which
1: is hard.
2: Up and down. I, mean, hard, I didn't have him in my top hard, 50.
1: Hard for me to put him at the top of the list.
2: And Wait, no, hold up. Hold up. I think I do have him in my top 50. Where do I have him? You may have him hanging. No, I actually, the, hold up. Let me see. Malik McDowell, not in my top 50. Just outside my top 50.
1: The hardest thing for me is when you talk to people around the program and what they say about him. No bueno. Oh, no one is a positive endorser of his uh, – Candidacy, Yeah. You know, they talk about, look, he's talented. He played up and out. He, he he showed out against Notre Dame. And then after that Notre Dame game, he shut it down. Yeah. And had some injuries. Didn't necessarily work behind the scenes like you would want. Um, Disappointing, but he is talented. And then the other guys that you have, like Chris Wormley, Caleb Brantley, Carlos Wyken. You
2: got Montrevious Adams at
1: three on there. Yeah, I mean – Somebody has to go in the top five. Yeah. No, no,
2: no. That's what I'm saying. I, just, we, I don't think we've talked about the fact that this defensive tackle class is not up to Because
1: ball. the defensive end class is so overwhelming. I want to say last year we had all those DTs, too. Yeah, and so, it's so overwhelming. And some of the guys that are playing outside, defensive end, we talked about those guys being able to reduce down and, inside and play nickel pass rusher from an interior standpoint. So it changes it. All right, outside linebackers, Tim Williams, Tack McKinley, Zach
2: Cunningham, TJ Watt, Ryan Anderson. So you got kind of a mixture of guys who are off the ball, guys who are on the ball, just outside linebackers. Some four three, some three four. Um, one guy not on here, Bucky, who I just finished last night. Who I think is going to go in the top fifty for sure, and I think could go. Eh, I would say he could go in like the early thirties, maybe at the high water mark. Is this Tyus Bowser from Houston? Have you watched him yet? I have. I just did him. You got you got to watch him, man. I I
1: saw you put it. Did him last night. I saw you put it up on your thing.
2: So I can you can go back and watch him against Florida State in the bowl game last year and watch him mirror Dalvin Cook forty yards down the field. So you know he's that type of athlete. They'll line him. He'll he'll go out over number two in the slot. Mirror wide receivers. He's six oh two four two forty seven. Uh, ran four six five. So you see him in coverage, do some crazy stuff, and then as a blitzer, he can convert speed to power. He can bend. He's interesting. Like to me, he's not that much different than Hassan Reddick. And Hassan Reddick, who we think is probably going to end up going in the top fifteen, sixteen picks when it's all said so this, and done.
1: So this is your poor man's. Hassan yeah,
2: this Redick. is that next that next wave. So it's like okay, we talk about okay, pass on this one. I can make another one. Yeah, it's, it's all right. also on
3: the all name team for this draft. Team. Oh, yeah. Mario, Bro- Bro- Mario Brothers. A Bowser? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's I, pretty I'm awesome. dropping
2: that, by the way, just so you know, if you watch our draft coverage, there's 100% chance of a Super Mario Brothers uh, <laughs> reference once this guy gets picked. Awesome. Um, but uh, let's get to the DBs here. We're going to roll these interviews in just a minute here with, uh, with Jamal Adams and Tradavius White. But your uh, your corner list, this came out after these injuries, right? <laughs>
1: after the injuries, so that's why. So go through that. I, man, after the injuries. So right now, the way I have them ranked, Lattimore 1, Marlon Humphrey 2, Gary Ann Conley 3, JW Wouzier 4, and Tease Tabor. I still have it 5. Sticking to your guns on that one? He's just hanging. I'm just trying to just trying to say that the tape is, I'm I'm willing to call the tape as opposed to the other stuff. But because of the injuries, I ended up dropping out Sidney Jones. Um, who else dropped Uh, Sidney Jones dropped out. I dropped. Yeah, didn't have Monroe would have been in that mix without the injury. Yeah, Fabian would have been because it's funny because I had Fabian holding at that fifth spot and then he messes around and hurts his pec. Yeah, he's out. So it it will be interesting because the guy that is missing, I think uh, we're gonna interview him. I'm trying to figure out what is the consensus on Tre'Davious White. Yeah, because I like him a lot. I'm trying to I, I like out.
2: him a lot, and I the, when I talk to teams around the league, I get that they like him. I don't get that they love him. They talk about limited ceiling, this that and the other. I think the guy's. You know, I think he's a really good
1: player, and I think he has a really um, Pet, high football the pedigree, IQ. The pedigree is the pedigree from, and then we always talk about gambling on the person. Man, his story, his backstory coming from Shreveport and 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 doing what he's been able to do that's quite remarkable. So you willing to bank on those guys finding a way to make it?
2: yeah all right so let's uh let's roll that interview by the way Tradavious White had a chance to talk with him this is a good time to to roll this conversation
1: join us on the Move to Sticks podcast we have LSU standout quarterback Tredavious White how you doing I'm doing pretty good man I'm enjoying everything all right so we're almost near the end how has this process been for you
4: oh it's been great uh it's been you know it's been beating me down but uh it's, it's definitely something that I'm embracing uh you know I can I love it and uh, I'm just looking forward to everything that come with it.
1: You know, so you're fortunate to have played at a place at LSU which calls himself DBU where you've had a lot of guys before you that have gone to the National Football League. What have you learned from their experiences? How have they helped you throughout this process? Uh
4: just Ben. it's a standard uh it's a privilege to play DBU I mean L, I mean uh DBA LSU uh like I said those guys really care and uh, I just look forward to it each and every Saturday, man. Those guys, you know, pretty much, you know, I have a great defensive back coach in Corey Raymond that pretty much molded me into the DBI I am today.
1: All right, so when we look ahead to Sundays and you think about your game compared to some of the guys that shine on Sundays, who's the guy that you pattern your game after?
4: Uh, that's a tough one, but – uh. I definitely say Morris Claiborne. Uh, It's just the way you know that we pretty much mirror guys and mirror mirror guys at the line of scrimmage and shadow guys. Uh, uh, It's a lot of similarities in our game that I feel like you know. And uh, Coach Raymond jokes with me in the film rooms about it all the time, saying, "Y'all just move a light on." like on the field. So, you know, I definitely get that comparison a lot.
1: So it's funny. So when I look at the tape, you kind of remind me of a, a Pro Bowl player, Sam Shields that played with the Green Bay Packers. And much like your background, Sam was a wide receiver, turned defensive back, and he has gone on to have um, – he had a tremendous career, a couple Pro Bowls under his belt. And so when I look at you, the way that he has been able to progress, long, rangy, uh, being able to make plays on the ball, all those things I see a little Tredavious White.
4: Oh man! Uh, actually, I-, I was able to meet Sam Shields in Houston during the uh, Super Bowl weekend. And uh, pretty cool guy, man. You know, he he's he's been through a, you know with the concussions a lot. So I'm looking forward to him get back on the field this year. He's definitely one of the favorite, one of my favorite corners to
1: watch. Okay, so now we're gonna play a little game. We always talk about the H's. Um, we're trying to really figure out who you are and what you are. So the first thing I want to ask: What is your greatest highlight?
4: Ooh, it's probably just my first start in Tiger Stadium. Uh. You know, going into you know my freshman season, I was I came in as a receiver. They moved me to the DV. but you know I just made it a goal to my uh, to start as a true freshman. And uh, coming to the third game, I was I was out there starting. And the first play, you know that that I started, I made an impact player. They tried to run a screen on me. And I, I tackled for a tackle for loss. So, and after that, you know it, it, the rest was history.
1: Man, that has to be terrific. So, what has been your greatest hardship that you had to overcome?
4: Uh oh, it's definitely just you know just growing up in an environment you know back in Shreveport it's where you know you you expected just to graduate high school and that's it uh I just want it different man I, I just I was always moved different, you know. I've been around guys, some of my best friends in jail, locked up murderers and stuff like that. So, it's just, you know, just looking forward and uh I was I'm definitely the guy that everybody looks at now, even guys that I looked up to when I was younger, they looking at me now saying I motivate them. So, it's definitely just getting out of that poverty restricted environment in Shreveport, Louisiana and just trying to get back and just, you know, do great things, you know, even though I'm I'm out of there, but I just want to look forward to, you know, you know, doing great things for the guys back there. Okay,
1: so obviously you, you patterned somebody. There was someone who inspired you. Who is your greatest hero? It,
4: it's both of my parents, you know, but I, I would say, you know, it's tough, but my mom over the top, just for sure, you know, because, uh, all the things that she's done you know for her four kids you know my older brother my younger brother my younger sister is you just you know having to do you know illegal things to you know make sure that us four had so even going away my, so my mom actually missed my junior high school season that's when i was offered by lsu and i wanted to commit on the spot but she was away so i waited till she got out and and you know i went down the you know, following weekend and i wanted her to be a part of that process so i committed i waited on her to get home
1: well, man, it's been a terrific story, a terrific journey. You're so close to being uh, an NFL player. I'm excited to watch you play at the next level. I'm excited to watch you fulfill your dreams. Thanks so much for joining us on the to 6 podcast.
4: Uh, no no problem, man. Thanks, y'all, for having me.
2: Pretty interesting guy there, Bucky. And, you know, to me, you look at a guy that's that's really got a high floor. I think that's what I would say about Tradavius White. He's going to play. He's going to be a number two corner. He can play inside. He can play some safety if you wanted up to. He's going to be a great special teams player. Man, maybe you don't hit it huge with him. I think you could, but you don't miss on this guy. I think no, he I don't think you miss. I think
1: I think the the character makes it where he 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 won't bust. He's going to be a guy that finds a way to play for a little while in the league. Um, the fact that he was a wide receiver, made a conversion to cornerback, studies. Uh, we were on the show at past the draft. We heard Jamal talk about his study habits and the way that um, he goes about the preparation process. That's going to give him a chance and. DBU, the way they're all connected with those older guys, I think he'll come into the league kind of having an understanding of how to play the game.
2: All right, quick, let's roll through your safety list here, top five safeties.
1: <laughs> you know, I had a little flip-flop at the top, so I put Jamal Adams at one, Malik Hooker two, Jabril Peppers is three, Obi Malifanwu sneaks into the list at four, and then Marcus Williams, so I drop down to number five. But the biggest mover to me has been Obi Malifanwu, and the more I watch the tape, the more I kind of fall in love with the kid. because Dude, he's playing corner. I, don't, see, I still see him as a safety. The no reason I think see to him to as a safety, corner. I think he just comes down in the box. He's big. I think he's a good tackler. He's instinctive. He started four years, and every year his tackling production increased. He had ten interceptions. I just think he checks off the boxes in a bunch of areas. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go in the first round, but I think it, he's a top 40, top 45 player. He comes off the board at the beginning of, this, of the second round.
2: I'm telling you, I, I, this is my this is my gut, but I think when he's picked, he will be announced. Obi-Mellan final cornerback, Connecticut. And they're going to let him do it until he proves he can't, and then they can kick him back. Gosh. I just think it's hard to find dudes like that, man. It is. That position. It is.
1: But I just kind of think that it's safety, man. He'd just line up from day one and be a really good dude. He can cover the tight end. He can stay in your base coverage and do some man-to-man stuff and, and do all that. I don't know if I want to put him all the way outside.
2: All right. Well, look, you're number one guy we agree on. We both have Jamal Adams as our top safety, and uh, it's a good time to roll our conversation here with Jamal. Welcome to Move the Sticks presented by the U.S. Marine Corps and pleased to be joined by one of my favorite players in the draft. And this time, I I say it to everybody's mole, but I really mean it this time because you're my my second-rated player in this entire draft class. Um, You're a fun player to watch, a fun player to study. I want to get your description of yourself. We spend so much time on here, me and Bucky describing you as a player. How
5: would you describe yourself? Versatility. Um, It's easy that, you know, I can come in the box. Um, You know, I can fill that A or B gap. I can, you know, I can be in the slot you know, covering the slot, I can cover the tight end, Uh, I can play single high if you need me to, Um, I think it's just a little bit of everything, man, I can play all special teams, and I just like being, I just like being on the field, Um, I just like competing, Um, I like doing anything I can, you know, to help the team win, and um, that's what I'm about. Tell you what, you play with a lot of good players on that defense there, some of them in this draft, some of them we'll see in, in
2: drafts to come, but... This is an offense you've been around there at LSU that struggled. Your defense has had to carry the load. How, how do you think that type of pressure that's on that side of the ball benefits you going forward?
5: Um, well, I mean, you know, it's just it, – it teaches you to be patient. It teaches you to, you know, work on, work as a team. Um, you know, it's not always just about the defense. It's about the offense as well. Um, so, you know, when, when they were struggling, we lifted them up. Uh, when we struggled, they lifted us up. Um, so, it's kind of – you know, it's something that, you know, you have to stay – you have to stay close and you have to stay a bond because – you know we faced so much adversity this year. Um, you know with the firing of Coach Miles, um, and then you know st- offensive struggles. We heard it all, man. We we was we definitely was on ESPN and you know, <laughs> a lot of the shows and uh, just talking bad about us. But you know it, it's a lot of adversity that we we overcame and. Um, we definitely, you know, we fought hard. All right, me and Bucky have a couple different
2: comparisons we've used for your play. Before we tell you who the guys you remind us of, okay. is there anybody you see yourself in when you watch NFL guys?
5: Well, it's not really somebody that, you know, I, 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 I um, try to match. Um, but there's guys that I, you know, try to steal bits and pieces of their game and mm-hmm. add to mine. Um, so that would be, you know, easily first off the board would definitely be Tyron. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, LSU I love, man. Yeah, I love, I, love, I love how Tyron plays. Um, you know, I I definitely uh, love love Eric Berry, uh, but you know I'm I'm all-time favorite, uh, Sean Taylor. Oh yeah, go old uh, school. And, and and there's one more. Who you got? Brian Dawkins. Okay, that's another good
2: one. Right, those yeah, are good yeah. names. I want to show you a couple guys that, that we popped up here that we, okay. we saw your game and we saw some similarities to. Right. I, I scouted for the for the Baltimore Ravens for four years, and that, okay. during that time period we had Ed there, who's a great, obviously going to be Hall of Famer. Right. There's another one in the division, though, and Troy Polamalu at Pittsburgh. who We saw Troy fly all over the field yeah. with that hair flowing. You don't have the, that hair going quite <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah, I don't have the hair. But that versatility and yeah. kind of a tempo setter, a tone setter for a team. Love it. I saw some of that similarity. And then Bucky's been beating the drum for Eric Berry. Right. We talked about Eric Berry a little right. bit. And Eric Berry, I remember scouting him coming out, somebody that could cover in the slot. You can play him as a high safety. You can right. do a lot of different things with him. Right. Can run all day and played even bigger than his size. And I see some of the similarities there with you.
5: Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, Eric Berry, love love how he plays the game. Um, you know, he, he's definitely that leader out there on the field. Um, overcame a lot of adversity. Um, and, you know, he's definitely he's definitely flying around trying to make plays. And Troy Polamalu. Definitely forgot about him. One of my all-time favorites, um, because only because he had a lot of freedom. Yeah. He had a lot of freedom to play ball, and and he's a ball player, and you know that's that's how I kind of vision myself um, having that role like how he did, and you know seeing things when they, when they happen, and you know sometimes you know you take chances, and, and you know it doesn't, might get It doesn't one. pan out. They might get one. That's all uh, right. Yeah. So um, you know I definitely have a you know Coach Raymond jumped on me once one time I did. Um, Corey Raymond. Yeah, Corey Raymond jumped on me. Uh, you know I definitely uh, had that play. And I didn't make it, but, you know, I came back the next play and made an instinct play, so I definitely love how uh, Troy plays.
2: All right, we've got you scheduled here, so I know you got to get over to the other studio. So I want to hit you with our three H questions, and okay. we'll get everybody that rolls through here. We'll roll through them quick. Here. All right. Uh, your greatest highlight is what?
5: Greatest highlight uh, would definitely be uh, where everything started, my freshman year, um, Kentucky game versus my dad, um, alma mater. Um, your Tredavis dad was a running back at Kentucky, for he those was, who don't know. He was, um, and this is my first start. Um, mm-hmm. So Tredavious White, you know, he caught a, he caught a punt um i told him before that i was definitely gonna get this block for him um uh, so just you know just c- come my way uh made it made a huge block he took it for like 60 um so i think that's the highlight highlight of where it all started okay uh, for
2: me. that's a great one i gotta look up that play i'm gonna find it all right no
5: next your greatest hardship um definitely you know when my, when my uncle you know was murdered um you know he's murdered you know when i was 10 uh definitely one of my favorite uncles um got shot in the back of the head and um, you know, I I kind of, you know, I kind of stay away from, you know, personal things. I don't, you know, I don't like talk talking about it, but um, you know, it's definitely something that, you know, I had to overcome and um, you know, it made me stronger as a person.
2: Wow, that's incredible. All right, last one here, your hero.
5: Um, easily, I don't want to I don't want to say just one, but it's definitely my parents. Okay. Um, you know, I don't want mama Adams to get mad at me if I say my dad, <laughs> but um, they're definitely probably ba- battling back home, you know, listening, but um, easily my parents, you know, I am definitely fortunate enough to have two great parents um still together. Um and, and you know, they raised me well. Um, you know, just always, you know, treating people the right way, uh, being that leader and just being yourself.
2: I'll tell you what, nice job there. The three H's you've answered it. Again, one of my favorite players in the draft. He's a busy man, he's gotta run. But Jamal, I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate that. Alright, that's Jamal Adams. All right, Bucky, there's uh that's an impressive dude, man. You talk about somebody that's when you talk to those folks at LSU. You know, everybody. Everybody. A lot a lot of schools are positive about their players. It, it just sounds different when they talk about this guy.
1: Talked about him being the best leader that they've ever had in the program, a guy who personally I've known him since high school, had him on a 707 team at the opening up in Nike headquarters, and he was the pack leader on a team and a defense that had Minka Fitzpatrick and Dory Jackson and some other, Trey Marshall, some other great players. He automatically was the guy that was able to take charge make all the calls and do those things. I think he continues to do that. And when I talked to defensive back coaches, secondary coaches at the combine, they were like in love with what he brings to the table in terms of his ability to not only play, but how he brings that leadership skill, the leadership and the presence. He's going to enhance your team.
2: I'll tell you what, we've got a bunch of the top players coming through. We've already had several through. We're going to have some more coming here in the next few days. So the next couple of weeks we'll be rolling a lot of these interviews we're doing with these players on this uh, podcast. We we'll look forward to, uh, to those as they come. Bucky, I gotta tell everybody that's listening. Thanks, man. I, I checked on iTunes the other day, and, and are uh, are getting a lot more reviews, a lot more ratings, a lot more. Okay, reviews. moving up a it little. It sounds bit. silly, I know. It's like, oh, well, you guys begging for no, no. Look, it helps. It helps get us up the rankings. It helps us get more momentum, and it'll help keep this thing going. I mean, we have we have big plans, man. Eventually, we want to make this thing. I don't know. We, what do you think, silly? Can we do this thing five days a week at some point? I would love to. Every like day, a daily, like a daily show. Daily show, exactly. So we keep growing. We need, this thing. we need some support
1: so we can go to the higher ups and kind of do some stuff.
2: Hey, look, man, we're getting we're getting some pretty good feedback here. We're getting a lot of we're getting great numbers with videos and, and downloads and all that stuff. But those reviews, those really do help us. So uh, for those that did fill those out, we appreciate it. And uh, uh, tell a friend, by the way, too. Share the, share the message. Spread the message. I'll be honest with you. I I looked up the Around the NFL reviews and uh, and rankings, Bucky. A lot of reviews in there for those boys. <laughs> got to give it to them. I like to give them a hard time. Yeah, they
3: they're their followers. Are, Dang, they've uh, got a loyal fan loyal. base out there. They're loyal, loyal, loyal
2: group. Gotta and a, when them. I looked at the when I looked at the reviews, a lot of shots taking it. Move the sticks in the around the NFL Ooh. podcast. Reviews. I think some of that podcast heat was was showing through there. Some so of that.
1: We need our move the sticks folks. We I want our reviews. Do you if, think the heroes are taking shots? You think they're going in under COVID? Uh, no,
2: you know, making names up. I don't know. Maybe yes. yes um certainly. <laughs> but I, I just think our, I think we got a loyal fan base too. So if we can get our, our move the sticks folks on our move the sticks reviews, say something nice about us. If you want to take a shot at say Dan Hanses, go ahead. Uh, we encourage that. Uh, anyways, that's gonna do it for us. We're all, we're all having fun here. Uh, we'll be back next week. More move the sticks. We're getting close to the draft. And we appreciate you guys checking us out.
0: See you next time. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to NFL.com slash podcasts. Game changing USA made full bed length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dust proof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco Cases. Tough, modular, problem solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie downs. Order now at deck.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked. Your truck, your rule. deckcom forward slash iHeart. Whether it's your first
3: time betting,